Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Corinne Pettit, and I'm here today to talk about how to prevent psoriatic arthritis or limit joint damage with one of the country's preeminent rheumatologists, Dr. Christopher Richland. Dr. Richland is a professor of medicine and the co-director of the Psoriasis Center at the University of Rochester Medical Center in New York, which utilizes a collaborative approach of dermatology, psychiatry, and rheumatology. He is also the director of the Clinical Immunology Research Unit at the University of Rochester. Welcome, Dr. Richland. So we know psoriatic arthritis, which is also known as PSA, is chronic inflammatory disease of the joints and is seen in people with psoriasis. We know that 30% of people with psoriasis have psoriatic arthritis. Is psoriatic arthritis an inevitable outcome for people with psoriasis? Well, it's not an inevitable outcome in that only a third of patients with the underlying skin disease do develop arthritis. I think that one of the major challenges we are now facing is how can we determine which of those 30% of patients with psoriasis are at risk to develop psoriatic arthritis? And that is a question we're working very hard to answer. And isn't it true that some people develop psoriatic arthritis without having psoriasis? What percentage of people are affected by psoriatic arthritis without psoriasis, and why does that happen? Yeah, so first of all, in children, the arthritis tends to occur before the skin disease. Whereas in adults, the vast majority probably over 95% have involvement of the skin before the joints become inflamed. It's complicated to give you a precise number because patients require an extensive examination of their skin to rule out the possibility they don't have arthritis. And we find many patients are referred to us who are not thought to have psoriasis but are having musculoskeletal symptoms and we examine them very carefully, we do find evidence of psoriasis. Could be limited to the scalp, could be limited to the groin or to the nails, uh, but oftentimes it's missed. But having said that, there are patients in which the arthritis comes on before the psoriasis. And uh, this is a very intriguing finding and one for which we do not have a good explanation. Yes, most people might think they have like dandruff, but really it was psoriasis. Oh, absolutely. And you might have a very small patch and not even realize that that's, uh, it's there. Well, on average, how long does it take to be diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis? Well, there's two answers to this question. One is the average onset of arthritis is about six to eight years after the onset of psoriasis. Once symptoms of joint pain begin, which actually are preceded in most cases by fatigue, uh, maybe some stiffness, and then the followed by the onset of joint pain and swelling. The time to diagnosis is highly variable. It depends on who the patient sees first. So uh, there are many dermatology practices where dermatologists are on the lookout for joint disease in their psoriasis patients. And yet there have been studies that have shown that when rheumatologists have reviewed psoriasis populations that are in dermatology clinics, 
uh, up to 18 to 20% of patients that are in the practice with psoriasis will have undiagnosed arthritis. So again, variable, it can be as little as weeks and as long as years. And that is a number that we need to improve upon. And I know diagnosis is important because if left untreated, psoriatic arthritis can cause permanent joint damage. So what are some of the reasons for this delay? So unlike rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, we lack a biomarker of psoriatic arthritis. I know the National Psoriasis Foundation is uh, really extending extreme amount of effort to try and address this question with grant funding. But at the current time, we don't have that biomarker, so that's a problem. Secondly is the uh, heterogeneity of psoriatic arthritis in its presentation characteristics. So one patient may, as I've already mentioned, develop fatigue for a very long time, where another patient might develop rapid onset of arthritis in many joints. So the wide variety of presentations in patients makes it harder to diagnose. So what about the severity of psoriasis? Does that play a factor in the development of psoriatic arthritis? Yes, the severity of psoriasis is a risk factor for the development of arthritis. That's not to say that there aren't patients who have minimal to no psoriasis, as we've already discussed, who can develop arthritis as well. But in general, the more severe the psoriasis, the higher the probability of developing PSA. And what actions can someone with psoriasis and or psoriatic arthritis do to avoid permanent joint damage? So the first action is early diagnosis and treatment so that you can prevent the inflammatory reaction from causing damage to cartilage and or bone. So very important to have early diagnosis and early treatment. And the second important comment is that control of weight is a critical factor in another component that can lead to joint damage. So for example, for every five pounds a person loses, their knees see 50 less pounds because of the the forces exerted on that particular joint. And so this is a critical factor as well as we know that weight loss can decrease the activity of both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Uh, And thirdly, uh, ensuring that you are on a medicine if you do have baseline joint damage that can limit and or prevent uh, joint damage going forward. So you mentioned weight loss. How critical are lifestyle changes in the prevention of joint damage? Or is that something that really needs to be mitigated from inside the body through, for example, systemic or biologic medication? I would respond that lifestyle changes are critically important to managing both psoriasis and PSA. Uh, Proper nutrition, uh, proper diet, uh, activity levels can really not only improve the disease, but also improves... uh, Outlook of patients decreases anxiety uh, and depression, and there's now powerful data that, uh, for example, high-intensity interval training done 10 or 15 minutes uh, a few times a week can have a significant impact at decreasing fatigue in PSA. So you mentioned previously, is it possible to prevent psoriatic arthritis? Well, this is something we're in the midst of investigating. We're going about to investigate, and that is we have been working for several years, myself and uh, Dr. Sher at NYU and OD at Penn and Marola at uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston to identify risk factors in psoriasis patients that seem to uh, mark them as higher risk to develop arthritis. And we are now designing a trial to treat those patients with a biologic 
in a randomized study, so half will have placebo, to see whether or not the use of a biologic can, number one, lower the signals that are present on baseline ultrasound studies of their joints. Again, these are patients without arthritis, but can still have ultrasound abnormalities. And most importantly, to either uh, decrease the onset of psoriatic arthritis or prevent the onset or make it less severe. And those studies will be going underway soon. It's fantastic. I look forward to hearing more about those. So could research around bone remodeling and psoriatic arthritis lead to new therapeutic options that could limit the impact of psoriatic arthritis? Yes. So psoriatic arthritis is unusual in that you have both axes uh, activated, meaning you have excessive joint damage in some patients, and in other patients, or even in the same patient, you have excessive new bone formation. And these are modulated by different molecular and cellular events and pathways. Fortunately, with the new biologies and cell and molecular biology, we have a better understanding. And as you understand the pathways, you're able to develop more specific drug targeting. And I anticipate that within the next five to 10 years, we will have a number of new agents that will be very effective at limiting both elements of this disease in terms of the bone uh, remodeling. It's really an exciting time in psoriatic disease research. Oh, absolutely. So what's the best advice you can pass along to our listeners about what they can do to control inflammation or prevent or minimize the effects of psoriatic arthritis? Well, I think there are two things, diet and exercise and proper treatment for their disease. And the the treatment I'll start with varies from patient to patient. There's not one therapy. We have a whole, a very large toolbox now of, of agents to treat psoriatic arthritis, which range from oral small molecules to biologics given subcutaneously or intravenously. You really need to work closely with a rheumatologist and a dermatologist to find the medicine that's right for you. And sometimes it takes going through a couple of them to find one that you can tolerate and one that works. Number two, diet is uh, really critical, not just losing weight, but eating the kinds of foods that are less likely to promote inflammation. And there is just a wealth of of books out there on this that are of high quality that people can look for, and and National Psoriasis Foundation can help lead them to that literature. And then regular exercise is also critical for uh, joint health and for your overall health. And so I think Patients have a big role to play in helping to control the severity of both the skin and the joint disease. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your knowledge about psoriatic arthritis with us. Thank you. You can learn more about the National Psoriasis Foundation's efforts to develop a diagnostic tool for psoriatic arthritis at psoriasis.org forward slash PSA hyphen diagnosis hyphen project. As you heard from Dr. Richland, the key to preventing psoriatic arthritis is early diagnosis and being placed on an appropriate treatment early. The foundation is committed to making a diagnostic test a reality. Learn more and join us by supporting our efforts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.